Hey, 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 welcome back to OK Pause Podcast. My name is Moni. Today we are recapping Married at First Sight, Season 15, Episode 17, Decision Day. <laughs> now, also, just a quick plug um, I also do watch Love is Blind, so I recently recapped. Uh, the newest season which is season three and I do have episodes one through seven up if you are interested feel free to go back and listen to those and catch up but as far as married at first sight um, I do also have some episodes from the latter end of the season so if you want to go back you can definitely go back and listen to those as well other than that if this is your first time listening thank you for checking me out if you are a return listener thank you for coming back Please subscribe, share, rate, and like all that good stuff. <laughs> also, you can find my podcast page in the link below. But uh, let's go ahead and get started with this decision. Day was a hot mess. <laughs> okay, we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, and what I'm going to do here for this format is when I do Married at First Sight, I usually just like to do it couple by couple. Um, and it's not going to change <laughs> for this episode here. So we're going to go ahead and get started with Stasia and Nate. And then we'll go on to the next couple, Alexis and Justin, just as they were presented on the show. Okay. All right. So the show opens up with, of course, uh, a quick replay of all the five couples, right? And their wedding day and their journey uh, over these last eight weeks, um, their ups and downs, their highs, their lows, their good times and their bad times, and all of those things that culminated to what could be their decision today. So that's where we are. So the experts are talking about each couple, and they basically just give the audience a little history which is what i just covered and um and then the couples come out all right so with the first couple that we're going to have come out is stasia and nate now with stasia and nate uh they came in it seemed a little tense and i'm assuming that part of this is the show right they act they probably ask them excuse me to not really give the audience or the viewers an idea of which way they're going. So um, just probably kind of play it off like you guys aren't happy to see each other or play it off like you're upset, you know, or just don't have this. Well, okay, let me take that back. Just don't sit there and look at each other with this loving smile and, you know, just kind of just play it off just for a little bit, just to kind of leave the viewers a little bit confused, like, or unsure of which direction you're going to lean, and then we'll get them at the end, right? So that's kind of how they prepare them, because they all came in the same way. Uh, nobody was really smiling. They were talking at each other like they're upset, and that, like, this is definitely not going to work out. I'm definitely leaning toward no, but as we can see in most cases, that wasn't the case. So Stasia and Nate come in, and they have a seat. They greet the experts, and I'm just going to go ahead and get right into it. So... And the experts ask them, you know, how things are going, whatever have you. And apparently, I think one of the experts asked her, 
kind of where she's at, right? How she thinks she's going to lean today. How's, you know, overall, like how has things played out or how have things, excuse me, played out? If she had any concerns or reservations about Nate, about coming to her final decision. Again, these aren't word, all word for word. I'm just summarizing the gist of what the expert was saying. So Stasia said that she was a little bit on the fence because uh, she was a little confused. Um, she said she didn't get any sleep last night because she was all in her head thinking like she wanted to make sure that she was making the right decision so she couldn't sleep. And so Nate was like, wow, that's slim. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't sleep. He probably also pondered, right? But he's just saying eventually he did get some sleep. Stasia is saying, no, boo, I didn't get any sleep at all. <laughs> but anyway, so here were some of her concerns because she said that she had a few. So she mentioned um, he has anger issue rejection issue mommy issues she said that he doesn't nate give her any credit for anything she said that she is a responsible 37 year old established woman okay he also she also says that he is defenseless and doesn't know how to deal no excuse me i apologize um, oh, okay. Doesn't know how to deal with stress. Sorry, that was Stasia on Nate. Okay, so those were some of her concerns. So they asked Nate what were some of his concerns about the marriage, the relationship, Stasia overall, because he was like, hey, well, I got some issues about her too. <laughs> so he says that he only listed two, but I'm sure there, there are plenty more. But he says that overall, she's just condescending and cold. The condescending part, condescending part, I can see. The cold, I guess I couldn't really read that. I never really sensed that she was cold towards Nate, but I may have missed something. Okay, what matters is how he feels, right? He feels that she's cold towards him sometimes, then that's legit. That's his feeling. So we have to respect that. Um, okay, now... The experts ask, okay, well, what are some of the positive stuff that you would say about one another, right? So, and some of the positives were that, well, what Nate said is that when he initially started this process, he said he had to answer about 200 questions. And when they asked him what he wanted uh, in a partner, in a woman, he said that he wanted someone who was nurturing. Okay. He said he wanted someone who was pretty, um, ambitious. And, um, she said that what she loves about Nate is that he is driven. Uh, he, she said that they have a good time and she says overall that he does have a good heart. Okay. So the expert are like, okay, so let's wrap this up. So with all this said, before one of you change your mind, since we're going to wrap this up on a high, on a positive note, where do you stand? So long story short, because everybody already knows the answer, Nate said yes, and he actually went first. And then Stasia said yes. So, and she was surprised. Uh, he did say something after that about him running, and I don't have, I didn't write that down, something about the single Nate would have ran, but the married Nate um, wants to give his marriage a chance, okay? And which got... Uh, something along those lines anyway, but that did get Stasia all emotional. 
So that tells me, A, if I was them, okay, so let's pause. I'm gonna wrap them up real quick here. So just a couple of things I wanna point out with them. If I was them sending them home, one of the things, if they haven't done this yet, of course, is I would probably first have them read Gary Chapman's Love Language book. Again, if they've done this, then great. If they haven't, I think this would be good in helping them know how to um, interact, right? Or speak to or respond to their partner based on their partner's love language, right? If that makes sense. So my love language is, uh, what is it? Oh, quality time, duh, excuse me. <laughs> and I can't remember all of them. There's quality time, there's um, uh, words of affirmation, uh, there is gifts, there is service, and I can't think of that last one. But yeah, and it seems that Stasia's love language is uh, words of affirmation. Because if, if I think about it now, and that's why I kind of went to, okay, pause, Apparently, she lives by words, right? Words move her, right? And again, what has she been asking Nate all season for? Words. Tell me, vocalize, verbalize, say to me, I'm waiting to hear that you love me, right? Do you love me? She's looking for a reaction, words to come out of his mouth. He says here at the end, Single Nate would have ran, but married Nate wants to give my marriage a chance. Now, most of us would think, okay, that didn't deserve any Nobel Peace Prize, right? <laughs> and I get that, right? He didn't say anything remarkable, but it was powerful. Don't get me wrong. It was still like, hmm, okay, Nate, I, I see you. But it was even more than that. It was 10 times to us, which was, okay, Nate, I see you. Whereas it drove Nastasia, excuse me, to tears. She's a word of affirmations person. They don't even need to read the book. There you go. Nate, whenever you have any issues, always address your wife with positive words of affirmations. She needs that. That would take your marriage to a lifetime. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think his is service. I don't think his is gifts. Um, uh, with uh, I don't know if it's quality time for him. I'm not really sure what his love language is. I know he wants to be respected and valued. Um, maybe that's quality time, but I'm not sure. He would really have to take the test, so I don't want to guess. But that is what I'm feeling strongly from Stasia. Okay, now I am happy that these two have made it. <laughs> <laughs> because they were pretty good, right? From the beginning, you know, we're like, okay, well, they look like they're good. I mean, they had some minor bumps and bruises here and there. A lot of it was Stasia getting in her head about the relationship. But, you know, they made it this far. They both say yes. I think they should be able to, um, to come out on top. We'll have to see what happens on the reunion. But for now, kudos to the both of them. And I hope that they both uh, get what they want at the end of the day. I hope that she gets her family, her husband, her children and everything. And I hope that, you know, he gets um, 
this financial security that he's looking for in order, in order excuse me to feel secure as a man in order to provide for his new family all right so we'll leave it there and we will go ahead and move on to our next couple which will be alexis and justin okay okay so next we have here we're gonna go into alexis and justin you know what <laughs> I'm thinking I should have saved them maybe for last, <laughs> but I know I'm going to have to deal with them again at the end. So that's fine. And I, like I said, I wanted to keep it in the same order. So, okay. So Pastor Cal said, uh, again, you know, they went over their ups and downs and the dynamics of their relationship, um, during these last eight weeks. Okay. And when Pastor Cal was talking to Dr. Pepper, he said, uh, these two are a good match because something about Alexis being strong and, um, and whereas Justin is a little bit more sensitive and he needs a strong woman and something about his weakness can help balance her out so they would be a good match together. Oh gosh, I don't want to do it. an okay pause in the first 30 seconds, so I'm not. I'm going to move on because <laughs> this is not a good match. It's not. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> this is a horrible match. Okay, but I digress. <laughs> you guys know. Ooh, okay. So why does he keep talking about this epiphany? All right, so this is when... <laughs> this is when Alexis and Justin finally come out and they are talking with Pastor uh, Calvin and Dr. Pepper. And so he says, and, and Pastor Cal kind of asks him about, you know, so something about how he feels about the relationship or what has he learned about himself or something along those lines. And Justin says, well, you know what? I, I, it wasn't until the end that I realized that I had an epiphany that, you know, I was sabotaging myself and I always do that because I always get into my head. So therefore I was sabotaging my relationship. Again, he didn't say all those exact words, but you know what I mean? He's blaming himself basically because he's saying that in it, he was in his own head the whole time um, during this whole eight week process being married to uh, Alexis that he feels that you know she, he probably feels that she was trying but because he kept having his own doubts in his head that he couldn't see where she was making an effort I, I don't understand uh, so anyway so and and I was thinking to myself please stop saying that that drove me crazy I forgot what episode that was him thinking that oh I had an epiphany that at the last minute, uh, Alexis is going to say, oh, is that all that was going on, babe? Oh, so you really do love me. So all of this stuff that we were going through, all the fights and arguments and the dog and all that stuff, oh, that was just you in your head? Well, then yes, I'm definitely going to say yes. No, that's not how that's going to go. Oh, okay. But. If <laughs> Justin feels that uh, he had this epiphany, which he's been telling the whole world, so he must strongly believe 
that that was the case. And if that epiphany he feels that was the reason that his marriage didn't work, then you know what? Okay, if that's what he says, then I want to acknowledge that. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll come back to that because... I've got to move on. Okay, so Pastor Kyle said, so I heard, and sometimes, guys, let me pause for a second. Sometimes when you hear me, when it sounds like I'm talking and I'm using one word at a time, it's because I'm talking and I'm thinking in this moment. And I also want to make sure I'm always respectful, right? So it's not that I, I don't know what I want to say. I do know what I want to say, but I don't ever want to come on here um, and, you know, be disrespectful. These people get on a TV show and they record to entertain us, right? But at the same time, they're putting their own lives at stake by signing and agreeing to be married to someone they don't know and going through this process for eight weeks for all the good and the bad, just for us to watch um, and comment and judge and make observations, right? So I get that their job is hard as well. I get it too. Also, some of you are saying, well, they signed up for it. I, I get that. You're right. But I also always just want to be respectful. I want to talk about the show because I do enjoy it and we have this platform. So I, I do like having the ability just to just share what I'm thinking, but I always want to make sure that I'm choosing my words. So sometimes when you hear me like talk and pause and talk and pause, I'm thinking, <laughs> but I'm talking at the same time. Okay. So, uh, so Pastor Cal said, so I heard, uh, you consummated your, um, marriage. Right. And so Alexis is like, mm-hmm. Or, uh, yes, we did, Pastor Cal, something along those lines. And so Pastor Cal wanted to dig in a little bit more like, well, tell me about it. <laughs> you want to talk about it? You want to elaborate? You want to, whatever he said, right? And Alexis basically said, well, he still has some work to do. <laughs> uh, so, so she said that he still has some work to do. And... Uh, I can tell at that moment that Dr. Pepper and Pastor Cal was like, wow, she never gives up taking a jab. Now, they may not be with them every moment, right? In this whole eight-week eight process, we've only seen them a couple of times. But the experts know what's going on every single day, right? I'm sure that they're getting some kind of report from the producers that are people who are making the show and keeping them abreast of what's going on, the different dynamics. So they know this already about Alexis, right? This comment, this jibber jab that she does every now and then, every chance she takes or every chance she gets, excuse me, she wants to get an uppercut at Justin. Uh, that's not something you do to someone you quote unquote love. Okay. But we have to come back to it because we have to see how they both respond yes or no to staying married. Okay, so, uh, and of course, Justin was like, oh, really? We're going to do that again in front of the experts, still on national TV. I still have work to do. Okay, all right. Now, remember the last one was the whole thing about the, oh, you know, well, the exercise machine or the treadmill machine to teach him how to thrust. Okay, I digress. So, I have here, uh, Alexis has some work to do, right? throwing another jab in the intimacy department every chance she gets. I've already covered that. So 
At this point, the experts, Dr. Pepper and Pastor Kyle, were kind of frustrated right after she made that comment. And they're like, you know what, we're going to move this along. Now, I don't know if that was just editing and it probably just cut right to that, like, okay, let's just go. <laughs> or they were like, no, let's just go. <laughs> so they asked Justin first, and Justin said, uh, yes. Forget all the fluff that he said before that, but his response was, yes, he wants to stay married. Why? Okay, so then they asked, I feel so animated in this episode, I swear, I'm just trying to get through this Alexis and Justin portion. So they asked Alexis, and she said yes. Okay, not with the most excited yes at all, um, but then I have at the end equals bonus check. Okay, there must be a bonus check, a commission check, a you said yes check or something. <laughs> Hashtag you said yes. <laughs> or something that you get at the end of um, decision day if you both say yes. Okay, so <laughs> uh, there are some. Okay, well, I'll go ahead and talk about this now too. So uh, they both say yes there's no level of babe we did it you know excitement hugs kisses embrace none of that so they walk over um to this other plat this other platform where there's a little table and so and i just have he's a he's a gluten for punishment like he just is like give me more give me more punishment alexis i just want more it's like he just never just when I'm like okay you know what I think Justin got it he sees the light like he knows this relationship is not healthy he knows she's not into him she he knows that she's fronting right he, he knows she's doing this for the camera he knows you know fill in the blank right but then he comes around and, and does the opposite like well I want to make this work I want to say yes I want to be committed to you I was giving her too much power you're giving power to someone who doesn't even care if you i don't even want to go there but you're giving power to someone who doesn't even care about you okay all right so he asks um he asks what does okay because they were at this little table and they were i don't remember what the little stupid argument was about it even makes sense you both just say yes to being married uh to staying married excuse me and then you're you walk five minutes up a little ramp and you're already now having an argument anyway so so basically his point was okay let me just ask you then because we're we're going in circles about something silly here explain to me what did yes actually mean to you right because his thing is when you just said yes what does that really mean and she said she said yes for because there were good and bad times and she doesn't want to give up on them or their relationship. And so he asked her, are you having doubt? And she said, if I'm having doubt, and he said, yes, that's the question. Are you having doubt? Like right now, are you having doubt? You said, yes, when we were sitting over there, where we are right now in this moment, are you having doubt? And she looked at him and said, no. And she, he said, okay. And he just turned away. Um, okay. So pause now I feel like I really don't need to do this because I've been doing it throughout this little um recap here 
but these two number one are not meant to be together number two these two are really not a good match i really do really hope that alexis finds the person that she is meant to be with um, the person that will make her happy i really do want her I, I don't wish any ill will towards alexis or justin i don't i don't like the way she treats him <laughs> i don't like the way she talks to him i don't like the way that she tries to make this grown man look like a fool that i don't like and i don't respect it but it doesn't mean i don't want uh, the best for her um justin i need him to be able to continue to stand up for himself don't and if you sense go with your gut if you sense something don't smell right something don't feel right then leave it, nobody ain't doing you no favor and it She's not doing you a favor by staying married to you, okay? You're going to say yes, what, just for that moment, for her just to continue to treat you the way that she has treated you for the last two months? You deserve better. Uh, so please stand up for your just, yourself, Justin. And you know what? And maybe you do need to just... You were doing this two-year break where you didn't want to get into any kind of relationship, any kind of intimacy, and you wanted to continue to grow. Maybe you just need to continue on that and just focus on yourself. And the right person and time will come along. Now, whether they come along sooner or whether they come along later in life or whether they never come along at all, right? That That's life too. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being real and being honest. But either way, you can just continue to make yourself better. So... Um, that's my comment there on Alexis and Justin, but apparently, as we know, um, there's going to be more Alexis and Justin. So I'm going to go ahead and just cut this short here and we're going to go ahead and get ready to talk about, um, Lindy and Miguel. So Lindy and Miguel are next on the uh, flip side. <laughs> okay. So here we are. We're going to go ahead and talk about. Lindy and Miguel. All right. So with Lindy and Miguel, um, <laughs> I love these two because Lindy just cracks me up and Miguel, he just be like, um, I, I, you acting up. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to help you. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> but anyway, so they meet with the experts and the experts as they were coming down or getting ready to come out, the experts are basically saying, again, this is Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper. And they are saying that they are, or maybe they said it to them. I can't remember. I've been watching so many reality shows this week <laughs> between Matter First Sight and Love is Blind. But anyway, the experts were saying that they were the lovebirds in the group. Okay, so meaning, remember there was a time period pause at the beginning of the episodes where it seems like they had no real issues, like everything was just good with Lindy and Miguel until she had that explosion, but the other cast didn't see it, right, because that was something that happened at home, and then when that issue did come up, they didn't go to the other cast and talk about it. Miguel went to his friend, uh, uh, who he his, well his best his best male friend the guy that we saw that's married that's usually there with his wife so he went to his friends people who he trusts to talk about the issue he didn't really go to the other people on the show so to everybody else then because they didn't see Lindy or Miguel bringing any of their issues to them so they just assume everything was good and also don't forget when they had the episode where everybody else i believe had something that they had to work on but lindy and miguel got a 
baby that cried. And people are like, okay, wait a minute, you guys are doing so good that they don't give you a fake baby? <laughs> so yeah, so they were seen as the lovebirds in the group until Miguel lost his mind um, <laughs> over exhaustion and tiredness and personal issues when they went on their getaway and he was just being mean and cold uh, and you know, I don't even know what the third word is I'm looking for, uh, towards people saying controlling, but you know, I don't know, but when he's definitely being mean and rude and condescending to, oh, cold, excuse me, towards, um, Lindy. Okay. So, so they asked Lindy, um, how she saw the relationship again with Miguel, like, what are some of her concerns? What are some of the things that that is helping her come to her decision about either saying yes or no, etc.? So I have here that Lindy basically said that um, she feels that Miguel is always questioning um, their relationship. She also says that she feels that Miguel is controlling. Uh, <laughs> she also said that she feels that she is, she's always asking if she is safe or not safe um, when with Miguel. And she said part of her existing is her being emotional. And again, what she's saying is basically that she can't help being emotional because it is who she is. And she's also saying that, and when I do get emotional, Miguel doesn't like it. And if Miguel doesn't like it, I'm afraid he's going to leave me because he doesn't know how to deal with it or because he thinks uh, maybe I'm crazy or why am I acting this way? And so instead of him trying to understand, um, I'm afraid that he might leave me just and not wanting to deal with it. So that's what I'm hearing um, from her when she's like, okay, but I'm just existing again. She, that must be her favorite thing to say. She said it quite a few times this season. But existing, and remember she mentioned existing thing when in in when Miguel, remember when she couldn't focus when she was easily distracted and she was talking to, was it her friend or her sister? And she's like, you know, he has an issue with me being distracted when I'm just existing. Okay, no, that's being rude. <laughs> That's not being existing. And if that's being existing, you being rude and, and just when someone's trying to share something with you, your spouse, and you are just not listening or paying attention to them, and you're like, oh, look at this, look at that, look at that, and you're cutting them off, and then you're like, okay, go ahead. Oh, no, no, look at that, and you're cutting them off again. No, nobody likes to be cut off, and I'm not going to go into it again. I already went through all that a few episodes back, but no, that's not just existing. That just means you need to make some changes. It's a bad existing um, you have to realize, although you are existing, sometimes when we exist, um, we do things or we say things that aren't nice. And if they hurt the other person's feeling, then in our existing, we must, um, if it is brought to our attention, then we must hear what the other person is saying um, and respect that. And then if it's like, once you, you know, if it makes sense to you that, oh, wow, okay, then I can see why he or she feels that way. Well, that does make sense. That wasn't my intentions. I am so sorry. So in the midst of your existing, then yes, Lindy, you can realize that Miguel is saying, you know, when I'm trying to have a moment with you and I'm trying to share things with you, you are easily distracted and 
you know, it just, it really doesn't make me feel good because I feel like you're not listening to me. And in the midst of that, Lindy, you can acknowledge that, you know what, babe, you're right. I'm sorry. Help me then figure out how to less be distracted, right? So I can give you my undivided attention. Does that make sense? Versus just saying, you have an issue with me existing. Okay, all right, enough said. I know you guys are tired of me saying that. <laughs> um, and sometimes when I, uh, there's a certain way that I talk and it sounds like I'm emphasizing, and it is because it's like, okay, I want you to hear what I'm saying here. I don't want you to hear what I'm saying here because I feel like these key things I'm saying, whatever at this point, I feel are important, right? If that makes sense. Okay, so in a nutshell, <laughs> that was Lindy and Miguel. So, of course, just to wrap this up in a bow, they ask them both, and they both say yes, of course. Uh, now, if you asked me before this, I believe my answer was no. For sure that I thought Miguel would say no, and Lindy possibly or yes or no, but I definitely didn't see them progressing after this day. I thought Miguel would be a no because he's, I felt that he may have been overwhelmed by when she gets upset and that he doesn't know what he's supposed to do with it and it scares him, right? So I thought that that would be enough for him to be like, no, I, I can't deal with this. And he did vocalize that too several times, right? Like, I don't know what to do. I get overwhelmed when she gets upset like that. I don't know what to do with it. And I just need some peace, right? Uh, and so I was for sure like he's going to say no. But I also do know that a lot of times people will say yes on decision day. And the next time they come back from the reunion or whatever it is after the reunion, what is like, what, a month or two months after that? Oh, it didn't work out for whatever reason. We got a divorce. Say it isn't so, Sam. <laughs> so anyway whatever so we um as far as any last minute anything on lindy and miguel not really um i guess i'm happy for them uh if lindy can work through some of her issues they are um kind of a cute couple um i believe she has a good one in miguel i don't see the controlling aspect i just don't um but he, he does seem like he's good to her seems like he's really nice he's always evenly his tone is always just even right he doesn't really go up or down up or down up or down even when they had the issue at the getaway it wasn't up and down he was just you know he was just kind of cold and distant and didn't want to hug her you know and you know that sort of thing he was in a funk <laughs> right and because he didn't want to hug her or hold her or embrace her you know her feelings got hurt so he was able to trigger her that way but he wasn't abusive or he didn't yell at her or scream at her. He didn't insult her. He didn't call her names. He's always not, what I'm saying is I don't come feel that in every couple, couples argue all day, right? And you have your ways of arguing, right? So I'm just saying as far as when it comes to Lindy and Miguel and the way that they argue, that's, that's all I'm saying. I don't see that he's mean to her. He doesn't yell at her. He doesn't punch her. He doesn't attack her. She doesn't seem like she's frightened to be around him. She just got that way that one time she was scared to be with him because it was the first time that he kind of came across cold and shut down that she was like, oh, I don't know this Miguel. Again, because she had never seen him that way, but I don't think he would have hurt her. He was just, it was a different Miguel that was more shut down and cold and she couldn't get to him like emotionally. Does that make sense? So 
that's what I think scared her. But overall, yeah, I haven't seen him in two months ever raise his voice at her. He's always calm, chilled, and just kind of lays back. And it's usually Lindy who is the opposite. Um, but if he's willing, now that he knows what he has to deal with, if he's willing to work on this relationship and hopefully Lindy is not just, I'm existing, this is me, just accept it. But it's like, okay, help me then help us, right? So anyway, long story short, that's them. Wish them the best. Um, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and get ready for Christian and Miguel. So Christian and Miguel is coming up next. See you on a flip. Okay, so we are now up next with Christian and uh, Mitch, and I want to throw just a little bit of low ball shade at <laughs> Morgan and Ben. Thank you, Morgan and Ben, um, for not making it, because then I don't have another couple to recap after this. <laughs> but at the same time, um, I mean that in the best way, because Ben and Morgan, as we can see, clearly didn't work out. And I believe that Ben really does deserve someone who's going to be patient with him, who's going to work with him, who's going to love him for him, and who won't mistreat him as well. That's one of those other couples that I had an issue with, with the way Morgan treated Ben. So if it meant that they didn't work out at the end, then that's fine. As long as Ben has his space and he's happy and he can continue to work on himself. That, that's what I mean when I say, well, I'm glad I didn't have a fifth couple to work to, um, to recap because it didn't work out. But in this their case it was the best for both of them that it didn't work out okay all right so Christian and Mitch which will be the final couple and then I'm just going to do the group dynamic that they had at the end so this shouldn't be too long actually now um, again they're meeting with the experts <laughs> Dr. Pepper and Pastor Cow and um, we get through all the pleasantries right so tell us about your your um Tell us about, you know, your experience and what did you, you know, learn from this experience and all that other stuff. We're going to get past that. So basically they asked Mitch, so tell us what you've learned, right? Like in this experience of getting married to someone blindly, do you feel that you've grown? What can you take away? That sort of thing. So Mitch says that he recognizes that he was more closed off than he thought he was. Meaning coming into the show at the beginning, he thought which he was just regular like everyone else. And anytime he dated when the relationships didn't work out, oh, it was them, the women, right? Not him. And although it was them, 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 each women, 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 women that he dated, I'm not saying he dated a whole bunch of women, but I'm saying over his lifetime, it was always them. Uh, because of course it wasn't me, Mitch, I'm an environmentalist, I'm a good guy, I have no issues, right? So he's saying that he recognizes that he was more closed off uh, than he thought he was. Uh, meaning also that he also had a lot to learn. He thought he knew everything, but he realized that there was still a lot more about him that uh, he didn't even know. Uh, so also, he says that his behavior was whack. <laughs> um, he also stated that uh, he would hide behind his weaknesses, okay, which I thought was interesting. Uh, and also, I remember him saying that he was not proud of himself that first week 
Remember when they first went on their honeymoon and the way he acted towards Christian and look, I'm just not attracted to you. I don't think I can do, you know, just his whole behavior and the way he treated her instead of, instead of, excuse me, getting to know her. So he said he realizes now that he was just a total jerk, a total idiot. Um, she says, um, as far as Christian, when she's asked, she says that she loves the fact that Mitch loves the environment, right? That he cares about things that some people don't even, that we take for granted. Does that make sense? So things that we don't even think about, like the planet and the environment and climate change and all that stuff, like most people don't, most of us don't think about that, right? But for us who don't think about it, there are other people like Mitch who do. So because they're those who think about climate change and the environment, um, that they, that those people, is what she's saying that she loves about him, is that, wow, thank you for being the ones out of us who care when so many of us don't even think about it. Does that make sense? Um, because if it wasn't for them, the ones who do care, then we would all be ruined, right? Because who's going to take care of, um, who will implement a lot of these policy changes that is really affecting our lives daily when it comes to the environment and pollution and climate change and all that other stuff, right? So basically it's because of them is, is what she's saying. Um, also, um, she says that he is stubborn, but that he can also make change when he realizes his stubbornness is stupid. Like, oh, wow, okay, I'm stubborn. Yeah, it's okay to be stubborn and stand for something, but you're, you're, the, the hill you're standing and dying on is stupid. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Uh, it, you know, like, for example, the heel, the shirt, the blue shirt with the white stripes. Oh, I don't want to wear that shirt. You know, it against what I believe in or whatever, you know, people are trying to change me. So they want me to wear this shirt. And he's saying now that that heel, which was the shirt that he was standing and making his declaration on that he felt that they are trying to change me, uh, you know, the producer, <laughs> the producer, excuse me, and the show are trying to change him by making him wear this blue shirt with white stripes. And I refuse to be changed, right? That heel, he's now saying at the end of the eight week process, that was stupid. <laughs> I was being stubborn for no absolute reason. And that's, that's what I mean. So she appreciates that he recognizes, okay, that was dumb. Uh, and that he can acknowledge that, you know what, I think I need to change that. Just put the damn blue shirt on next time. <laughs> right, Mitch? That's what he's saying to himself, I'm saying. Okay. Uh, so also, he says that um, what he loves about, because they're kind of going back and forth. Um, he says what he loves about Christian is that she's very patient. And I know I had noted that too, that she is uh, very patient. And um, yeah, and, I, and, I, and he's lucky. Because <laughs> I don't know he's going to get someone as patient next time. But anyway, he was lucky. Um, she is very patient. And he recognizes that she brings a lot of, you know, stuff to the table, right? Um, Meaning that she just doesn't come wanting. She doesn't come with her hands open, like, give me. 
but she comes bringing, right? She's bringing patience. She's bringing affection. She's bringing nurturing and loving and time and care. And she's bringing things and she's bringing um, experience and wisdom. And she's, you know, she's bringing. She's not there to take. And so he acknowledges that about her. And that's also helped towards his admiration and respect and love for Christian. So they have come a long way as a couple. Now, let's go ahead and start to wrap up Christian and Mitch. So they asked them yes or no. I thought, <laughs> I thought for sure, hands down, that this was going to be a yes. So Mitch fooled me. <laughs> <laughs> because the last time, last week, when they asked him, remember he was saying at dinner with Christian, he says, I'm afraid to lose you, right? And she got all like, oh my goodness. You know, she's excited because remember she said she wanted him to scream it from the mountaintop. And then he said, I'm afraid to lose you. How do we, you know, basically like, how do we make sure this works? Okay, pause. I just remember something I don't want to forget. Um, now, just so I don't, well, no, I don't want to forget. <laughs> So just pause. Now, remember, uh, look at that. I forgot it just that quick. It'll come back to me in a second. So he said no, basically, and she said yes. No, well, sorry. He said no, and she said basically no, that she's going to, um, she's going to, I forgot what her exact verbiage was, but basically her, her answer was, well, no, fine, or fine, no, or whatever, that she's going to just work on herself or something. Uh, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. It was so good. <laughs> but I'm, I am really bummed that they actually didn't work out. I was thinking that they were. Um, prior to this show on Wednesday, I would say prior to last night, my response was, my predictions, excuse me, was that he would say yes and she would say yes. Now, also, the other thing is, I think that his brother would be a little bit disappointed. And that's because, remember, his brother last week was trying to help him. Like, this is what you, oh, I know what I, know what I was going to say. It just came back to me. So, he is, a, he, Mitch is afraid, right, of how to assimilate her into his life. There, I just wanted to kind of get that out into the atmosphere um, so I don't forget it. So, pause. Now, Remember Mitch's whole thing when he was talking to his brother last week, his whole thing was, okay, well, how do I do this? How, you know, I've been away from my life, my, what is it? My, you know, being out on the beach, exercising, um, doing his environmental work and just living his regular life in, in his apartment with that dirty stove. Like, how do I live? How do I go back to the real world? Right. I think somehow Mitch must have been afraid because he did not know how, because here's the thing. The show is over and Mitch knows, OK, well, the show's over. I'm going back to the real world. Right. So that's that's the left side. I've got my hands out of you. You can't, can't see video, but I've got my left hand stretched out. I'm like, OK, this is the real world. This is my life. You know, as of tomorrow, I can get back on a beach. I can go back and help, 
you know, clean the environment. I can go and do my advocacy work. I can, you know, work out in the morning, right? I can go for my morning run. This is all my real world here on the left. Now I'm stretching my hands out on the right hand side. And this is this fictitious world, right? This world that wasn't real. I was just taping a reality show. I was just on vacation for two months. And that's where Christian is. She's over there, right? But now that I'm starting to have some feelings, he didn't like, so just imagine you have both your arms out and now you wanna come into a full circle act, acting as if you wanna hug someone. He couldn't figure out how to bring those two worlds together into one. That was Mitch's issue. And again, I always try to reference anytime I speak on something back to a point because I do pay attention Again, his brother, that was his argument with his brother. How do I bring this in together slowly so it doesn't throw me off? Because I don't want to go back to my real world, turn around the next morning, wake up, and bam, there's Christian like, whoa, you're not supposed to be here. How you get here? You're over there. Does that make sense? So I think that's what was going on with Mitch. Okay, I know sometimes I can go on and on and on and on. <laughs> so I'm trying to get better at just making my point and not doing that. But sometimes I just get so into or get passionate about what I'm talking about in terms of relationships that, you know, I feel like I just want to express where I'm coming from. But yes, yeah, so I think that's what was going on there is he just didn't know how to bring the two worlds together and find a way for it to fit not just into her his world, right? But her, her, her world matters too. So also how to fit it into her world. So, and that's where he got caught up. So anyway, nonetheless, that's that. So that's Christian and Mitch. But as far as the dynamics, I wish them both well. I think Kristen will be fine. I know that she really wanted this to work. If he said yes, she would have definitely said yes. Um, uh, I guess he fooled me, <laughs> you know, uh, it is what it is. As long as both people at the end of the day are happy. Um, but we'll talk about them here a little bit more because we're now going to go into the group dynamic. Okay. Bye. See you on the other side. Okay. So we are now at the group dynamics. Okay. So this is where all the couples come back together for Kumbaya, right? So, and out of nowhere, uh, my baby boy, Bing, <laughs> he comes out in, in his cute powder pink shirt. And I'm just like, oh, look at Bing. Um, and he's giving us that. He's flashing that big, beautiful smile of his that he always flashes. He definitely looks, um, and it can just all be of show, but I don't think so. Bing is a very sincere, it comes across person. Um, I don't think he would even hurt a fly. Uh, so he really does appear to at least be at peace or happy. So um, I'm happy to see him. Morgan shows up, of course. She's got on her jeans and a white shirt, and um, she looks good. And uh, what was I going to say about Morgan? Oh, and so they asked her how things have been, and she just said, oh, I've just been working. <laughs> she must have got the feedback like, hey. Don't say that you were working. Don't show up in your hospital racks. <laughs> they all know, yes, you are a nurse. <laughs> Please don't do that for your own sake. 
<laughs> so um, so it was surprising to see her in regular clothes, uh, which is interesting, of course, normally when she had her rags, they were at the apartment, so she was coming home from work. I get it. But I'm just making fun that she didn't say, oh, yeah, it's been busy at the hospital, right? She always tries to tie some link to something to do with work or the hospital or nurse. But she didn't say that. She just said, oh, um, I've just been working a lot. So she must have got some kind of feedback. But either way, though, aside from all of this, I do wish her the best and I wish her um, peace, joy, and happiness. Okay. Uh, now, let's go ahead and get into some of the little small chats. There wasn't really much or I didn't really take a lot of notes because at this point I was tired. <laughs> uh, the Alexis thing was stressing me out. But anyway, so Lindy and Miguel... Uh, asked how is everyone doing right and they wanted to know what was everyone's decision basically because I'm assuming remember that you came one couple came up at a time and then they went so they probably didn't see each other but I'm assuming they probably would have talked right they have their cell phones they can text one of them so I don't know you know what did he say what did she say you know or something but you know we're gonna go along with the show but there's like tell us how everyone did so they're going around the room and Sasha and Nate said, we said yes. Lindy and Miguel obviously said yes. Um, and then Lindy was talking about how Miguel was so, you should have seen the look on his face when I came down. Okay, pause for a second. It just came to me. Remember before Lindy came out and they said something about her being beautiful or something and something to do with, oh, look at her, she's gorgeous or something. I can't remember what it was, but it was something about him guessing what color her dress was. Okay, let's just put it that way. And Miguel said, um, I think he said green. Either he said teal or green, which he said was her favorite color. And surely he can't, she, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, wait a minute, wasn't his tie green? <laughs> They coordinated, right? Wasn't this tie green that I think about it? Yeah, I think they coordinated. Um, so, of course, he would have known. I just thought it was cute that he would have known what color her dress was. Now, Mitch, I'm not surprised because Mitch didn't have a red tie to match uh, Christian's red dress. Now, I can't remember anything. But maybe that should have been a sign, too, because they didn't coordinate. But anyway, all right, oh, okay, I'm getting off track here. <laughs> so he guessed her dress was green, was green, but then again, I'm like, now I'm thinking about it, wasn't his tie green? So maybe they coordinated, but anyway, it doesn't matter. So they say that they said yes. And then Christian and Mitch said that, um, Mitch said no, and she decided to, you know, choose herself. I guess that's the word I was looking for earlier when I was speaking about them. So she decided to choose herself. Okay, now, they, there's this point where you can kind of go around the room and ask each other questions, I'm assuming. So, of course, <laughs> Alexis says um, if she could ask Mitch a question. She said, Mitch, I have a question. And, I'm, and I wrote down, of course you do, Alexis. That was... Those are in my notes. I said, of course you do, Alexis. Uh, and I was thinking, girl, just leave him alone. Leave that man alone. You are so messy. <laughs> and then I also said, but you walked into that, Mitch. All right, so here's what happened. So Alexis says, uh, so, sis, she's talking to Christian. 
And she says, I noticed that you are not wearing your ring anymore. And so I'm not sure if you caught it. It was quick, but Mitch was like, oh, snap, here it comes. <laughs> she about to get messy. And Nate also shook his head like, okay, here it comes. You can always count on her, right? To, to get mess, to get messy, excuse me. So anyway, so that's that. And so that opened the door for a Christian to say, yeah, you know, things didn't um, pan out the way we all expected it to. Uh, we definitely wished each other the best. Um, and she said that she chose herself and Mitch, you know, said no. And that she said that although, you know, they would like to uh, remain friends, and Christian said that she would leave her door jar um, open if Mitch decided in the future that he wanted to be a whole, a whole ass husband, she said. <laughs> Not a whole husband, but a whole ass husband. <laughs> so basically, in a nutshell, saying that, you know, she really likes him. She really wishes thing, things would have worked out, but she understands that he might need some space and maybe in that time getting some space if he decides that hey you know what or realizes that hey you know what i think i miss you i think i want i want to do life with you then she'll consider it so she will not that she's sitting out there waiting on him um but she will leave the door open just for to see if things you know ever work out for them and and maybe they can um something she can reconsider them dating again in the future so that's kind of where she was coming from okay so uh what else do we have here so and this is when alexis went into her uh mitch i have a question and she says basically um can christian leave the door jar open or door jar for you or something basically saying that can she can she leave that door open right do you see a chance of perhaps you guys maybe in the future getting together and giving this a second run? Basically is what she was saying. Okay. Noun. And he says that, well, he was resolute in his decision about this whole thing. That he wanted to be honest and fair to Christian, right? Basically saying that I, I respect and I love her. Um, I'll never forget this woman. She's been amazing. She's an amazing woman. And she's basically changed my life, right? Again, these are my words. I'm just summarizing. But what he's basically saying is to be fair to her with what I know that she wants, I can't give her that full commitment right now because I'm still trying to figure things out. And if she needs that answer today, then my answer will have to be no, because I cannot give her that yes commitment because I'm still trying to figure things out, right? And if today's decision day, then my decision has to be no. If it's six months from now, then maybe my decision might be a little different. But with where we are today, it has to be no, only because I'm not ready and I can't give her what I know, A, that she wants, and B, I can't give her what she deserves. So then Alexis says, okay, well, if you can't do that now, that's fine. Do you think it's possible to leave the door open then? And then he was, that's when he was like, my, my, 
bonds is set, it's fixed, I've decided. Um, there's no chance for marriage. But friendship, sure. And then, of course, everybody was like, bam, there it is. <laughs> uh, and his thing was, and somehow he brought up, well, first of all, I didn't bring up the whole, and I think it's because Nancy, not Nancy, Lindy was over there chirp, um, just going off, chirping on the side, <laughs> talking about, you know, shutting the door and all of this and all of that. And Mitch was like, hold on, first of all, hold on. I'm not the one that came up with the whole door jar thing. That was not my, um, those weren't my words. That wasn't my idea. Um, I said on decision day that it was a no for marriage, uh, right now today and if friendship sure but that if that was it there were I didn't see anything else in the future so he was basically just saying and that's that anything else that you guys are trying to add here and there I didn't say anything and of course I understand later he was saying he was trying to defend himself because he felt as if people were trying to put words in his mouth and it was like come on you guys have been trying to put you people meaning Alexis. <laughs> um, you people are trying to put words in my mouth all season, right? And I'm done. I'm tired. I'm frustrated. Stop it. The only thing I said was no. And it's because it's not fair to her because I still don't know what I want to do. I still haven't figured out my life. I still haven't figured out, you know, commitment. I have commitment issues. So I can't say yes to her. And that's it. That is it. You guys are adding all this door and jar and cracking and leaving it open and all this other stuff. And and I feel like you guys are making me look like I'm indecisive. So that's when he had to put his foot down. And when he, in doing so, it made Christian look bad because Christian is really the one who initiated the whole door jar thing. Okay. Other than that, that was kind of it. Um, yeah, I'll leave that part alone. So we go back to uh, Alexis and Justin. So they are talking to the producers outside somewhere. It's dark as nighttime. And, and I have heard that she wants to come across like she's a victim. But anyway, so this is Justin and Alexis. So they were having a conversation about something. And I have noted here that she said her husband asked her, Oh, this was at the group gathering. She was telling the group when they got to Justin and Alexis that, can you believe it? She didn't say, can you believe it? But my husband asked me if I was sure on my answer, which her answer at the time was yes. And she says, but now I'm actually rethinking it. So basically that was when they were outside in this group dynamics that I was just referring to. And it was actually after the whole Mitch I have a question, that whole thing. Okay. Then it was on to the next couple. And this is when it jumped over to Alexis and Justin. And so Alexis um, said to Justin, you want to go ahead and talk? So he basically, he didn't really say much of anything, nothing new. Um, just that he said, yes, he wanted to go ahead and give his marriage another run or another try and, and see what happens, whatever. And then she said that she also said yes there was no look of excitement on her face, none at all. And you see Lindy and Miguel that are coupled up. You see, um, I was going to say Thais, but that's 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> you see uh, Nate and Stasha that are coupled up. You know, of course, it makes sense now 
with Mitch and Christian not to be because they're not together. And then Morgan and Bing, they're definitely not together. But the couples that did say yes are booed up. Alexis and uh, Justin, who apparently, quote unquote, said yes, look like he just, she just caught him with another woman. I, I just, oh my gosh. So anyway, so, so she was sharing with them that, okay, so he, you know, I said yes, because I want to give, you know, we have our good and bad times, but I want to give our marriage a chance. Okay, BS, but nonetheless. So then she was explaining to them that later on, within a few minutes, they got into an argument. And so people were like, wait, you guys got into an argument after saying yes? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And even in that argument, he asked me if I'm sure that my answer was yes. Was I rethinking? And now I think I am rethinking. That's kind of how that went. Okay. So, and I, and I've, as I just stated that she wants to come across as a victim and I'm not really buying it. And also this is not a yes energy, right? You don't say yes, like someone just cut your foot off. So yeah, not buying it. Um, so in the, at this point, they're alone, just Justin and Alexis. And this is when it's about to go down. And she tells him, all I tried to do was to love you. No, you didn't. <laughs> um, you wanted us to think that all you did was try to love him. You may have been, or you may have thought that you were in love with him in your mind um, week one before you guys went back home. Uh, because you were, it was all new, the show was taping, you're, you were a little bit more open slightly. You're still trying to get over him because again, it wasn't the first time you had seen him. Apparently, I guess you guys, he had approached you or something, something about swiping left or right. I don't know anything about dating apps. Um, so I don't know what app that was, but whatever it was, they, he had met her online or on the dating app or whatever. And he tried to get her attention, but we all know we've, we've seen that this goes back early on in the first, um, or second episode, but so you have seen him before and then here it is, you come to Al and like, oh crap, this is my husband. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah, you may have been open at that moment, but then once you came back home, that was it. You had lost all interest in Justin. So you never really tried to love him. You didn't even give him a chance. Anyway, um, the only thing that you were really waiting for that is just to kind of get through the, get through the uh, taping of the show. Um, now, there is a moment I think I'm missing. Okay, so the moment that I'm missing is the part where, and it's, it's really how everything ended for Alexis and Justin, right? Because let's remember, let's go back. So they both say yes on decision day with the experts. Then we have <laughs> that night, right after the little group function or whatever, and they go off to the side for a one-on-one -on -one, and they're still having this argument from earlier. And so somehow it gets to Justin's like, okay, look, do you really want to do this or not? Right. Is, is what it comes down to. And then she basically says, you know what? I'm done. And I think the producer said done as in, she's like done as in, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, and I guess that's when she was like, they were like, is in a divorce? And she was like, yeah. And he was like, okay, there you go. There you have it. 
So it's a divorce. And so Justin basically said, uh, okay, um, have a good night. And then he just walked off. And um, I feel bad for him because the, the point is, so the next day when they were packing, she wanted to take a moment again for the cameras um, to apologize to him because she really did love him, right? Uh, and that she didn't mean to hurt him like that. Uh, meaning that she feels that perhaps she did kind of catch him off guard and it was out of, you know, left field. It was just out of nowhere. You said yes just a few hours ago earlier today. I asked her, are you sure you said yes? And now it's like, you know what? No, I don't want to do this. So the whole time, who was she putting on this front for? Who was the front for? Was the front for the experts? I don't think Pastor Cal care. Um, Dr. Pepper, they don't care. Either you say yes or no, let them know so they can move on to the next couple. So it was the front for them? Or was the front for us? Because we already know how you really feel. So, and the camera's gonna keep rolling even after you walk away from Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper. So when you go off and have your argument and you get with the group dynamics, we still see all of that. So who was the front for was it for Justin? Maybe it was for Justin because deep down, Justin should have known. And then it wasn't until the end of the show when he's like, she never really loved me. She never really cared about me anyway. And you knew that, Justin, I've been sending you smoke signals for, the, for this whole season telling you that. You knew that deep inside, even that week that you told us, you were at a 90% no. You knew then. So why would you even allow yourself to get to this point where you allow yourself to get played all the way to the bitter end? Uh, okay. Okay. Let's, uh, <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up. Okay, so in a bow, Justin and Alexis, uh, they should have never been matched. This is not one of those where her, his, his weakness would help balance her strength and her strength would help balance his weakness. That's not the case here. Uh, there are other reasons why their dynamics just didn't work at all. Uh, they're, they're both to the extreme, right? Um, <laughs> Justin is to the extreme who he is, which is perfectly made, right? He is a man who has emotions. That's fine. He's human, right? That's just how God made him. Um, he is uh, someone who cries now and then. Now, he hasn't cried in a while, <laughs> so uh, he's probably starting to learn how to, he may have learned how to start to turn that off. So, if so, good for him. But he has emotion and he's a little bit sensitive. And if he cries, he cries. It is, it's, he is who he is. <laughs> you know, like, um, and, and he wants to be loved so bad i can feel that he wants someone to say i love you he wants someone that will just accept him as he is and he just wants to be accepted 
uh, in all of his whatever other people I feel might see as awkwardness, right? Does that make sense? And what he's like, hey, you know what? I'm just comfortable. This is me. But can you just accept me as I am, right? Um, Alexis, she has some things to deal with because she's very quick at saying the issue is the other person, her spouse or her past significant other. It was them. It was them. It was them. Um, there was a reason why. Um, again, she's saying that she was engaged to, I forgot how many times it was, cause I don't want to call it out wrong, but it was more than twice. And that she said each time she said, no, there is something with her. Um, and it's almost like someone, maybe someone isn't good enough. And she just figures she just keep waiting that that person that's going to be able to check everything off her list is going to just show up one day and he's going to be perfect. There's not going to be anything wrong with him. And that's what she's waiting for. And that's why she kept bypassing a lot of these. I'm assuming I wasn't there, right? But I'm only going off of what she has shared with us over the last few months, just on the season um, over the summer, is that she has she runs away from relationships so if there is something that's off or something she doesn't like about someone or something that she might sense as weak uh she'll run from it and just go on and just figure well i'm, I'm sure the right one will come along whatever the right one looks like and if, if she has found the right one i know it's been a little bit since the show ended the taping ended then i'm happy for her. um but i think she's going into this wrong I didn't think that she would be attracted to, uh, just to be honest, to Justin at the beginning. But when she showed that week one when they were in Mexico that she was kind of open to maybe getting to know him, I that's where I thought, okay, well, we'll see. If she's being open and not just going to just judge him on what she might have sensed was just his looks or maybe something that she wasn't necessarily attracted to. Maybe if she's going to be open to at least give him a chance and get to know him, then okay, cool. I'm down for that. I'm, I, I support that. And I thought that's the angle she was going to go in, but apparently she averted. So I just hope she finds what she's looking for. Um, I don't want to just be rambling on, but um, I'm just kind of disappointed. But We'll just leave it there. <laughs> Always have to catch myself. So we're going to go ahead and get ready um, to wrap this up. I thank you for your time. Uh, and let's go ahead and put a bow on Married at First Sight Decision Day, episode 17. Okay, we have arrived <laughs> to the end of our Married at First Sight Season 15, Episode 17 podcast of the week. The big, uh, the big decision day um, episode, and uh, thank you for bearing with me through my rambling. <laughs> That's so much to say, uh, but anyway, I want to take a brief moment to thank you for your time and your engagement. Uh, my podcast is new, um, and if you take a few, you can take a few minutes to give me a five star rating if you agree. Of course. Um, it would be very, very, very much appreciated. Uh, the rating does help other married at first sight listeners to find the podcast. So again, thank you. Please come back. Let's do this again. Um, like next week. <laughs> 
Uh, next week we'll be doing the reunion. I didn't even touch on that hot come next week clip that they showed us at the end. Can I say what? Uh, but yes, we'll talk about it. So again, um, if you need some more content, I think I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, but I have Love uh, Love is Blind, and I also have um, the second half of Married at First Sight content. So please go back and listen. Other than that, have a wonderful week, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.